0: Good afternoon, and uh, welcome to Milford Baptist Church. Um, we've obviously come here this afternoon uh, to give thanks for Alan's life. Uh, we've obviously just had the, the committal surface and the crematorium, which is naturally you know, a sad parting, as it were. And um, obviously that sadness remains with us. Sorry, John, is one of these not working? I'm, I'm not. Can you use the other one, then? Is that okay? Yeah, sorry. But I think it'd be good. I think Adam would like us to... Yes, we have our sorrow and our grief, but also to give thanks to God for his life. Because he did, as a man, as a Christian man, he was grateful to God for the faith and the life he had and the family he had. So let's respect that and honour that. So, yes, there's sorrow, but let's also bring something of the joy, of the joy of the Lord into our worship this afternoon as well, as you feel is appropriate. Alan was a man who gave his life to Jesus many years ago, a man who has sought to follow him faithfully, and in doing so so by tending to God's word and seeking to express God's word in his daily life. Now, within our service today, most of the songs, most of the scriptures you'll hear are Alan's choice. We had this in the crematorium service as well, but it continues here. So when you're looking at the hymn or the song or the, the reading, you know, this isn't my input. This is very much Alan's input and something he has done deliberately, knowing this is his last opportunity, in a sense, to talk to you, families, friends, loved ones as well. So just bear in mind as you... You look for, and certainly if you take the order of service away, you may just want to reflect on that later on as well. So, as I said, Alan being very much a Christian man who looked to the Bible uh, for, the, for guidance, um, it seems appropriate that we read some of those promises as we start our, our service today, because these aren't just words uh, for, for Alan as a Christian, these are words that were more about his heart than his head. About and, how, and how that expressed itself in his life. The first reading is actually Isaiah 54, and it is this. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills might be removed, yet my unfailing love for you shall not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. And then we have the words of Jesus to Martha upon the death of her brother Lazarus. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And the last one comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 where again the Apostle Paul says, "'Do not be anxious about anything, "'but in every situation, by prayer and petition, "'with thanksgiving, present your request to God, "'and may the peace of God, "'which transcends all understanding, "'guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.'" Let us pray. Loving God, we do come to you in our need, you have given us birth, and now we face the mystery of death. Help us to find you in the whole of life, its beginning and its ending. Help us to discover you in our pain as well as in our joy, in our doubts as well as in our believing, that we might find comfort in your word and light for our darkness. So we're going to stand to sing, and the first song that Alan's has chosen for us is, O oh Lord my God, how great thou art. seated let us pray lord god along with alan we would raise up our souls to you this day we would praise you and worship you and we say those words how great thou art lord we thank you that we can gather today to give thanks for alan's life Lord, you've given us all life with all of its possibilities for growth, all of its opportunities for service. You have made us in your own image, men and women, responsible and creative, open to great visions and capable of great imagination. In Jesus Christ, you have shown us what we might be when you raised him to life. You showed us that death is not the end to those who would put their trust in you. Thank you for this new life we have in Christ and for the hope of its future fullness. This day we thank you especially for Alan's life. We thank you for all that he meant to us. We thank you for all that we saw of you through him. And as we remember, help us to commit ourselves anew to you so that our thanksgiving for Alan this day might show itself in a readiness to be faithful to your will, in loving service to others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that brings us to our tributes this afternoon. And in a minute, uh, Pat Westlake, uh, Alan's sister, is going to come and speak to us. And um, and then once Pat's finished speaking, the Godalming Community Gospel Choir are going to come and bring a Choir tribute uh, this afternoon as well. Alan was a founding member, I believe, of the choir and a very much-loved member as well. And we just want to be grateful. Thank you for coming this afternoon and sharing with us this this time. So, so Pat, if you're able to.
1: My brother Alan, in his customary, humble, and unassuming manner, I am sure he would be in awe of the many people who have come together with Mary and his family to celebrate his life. Whenever he paid us a visit down in Dorset, sharing meals and days out with our friends and our family, the response was always the same. With a beaming smile, they all would say, what a lovely man your brother is. That care and devotion he always gave to others began at the age of six and three quarters, when into his life came a somewhat wriggling and gurgling bundle of life. Enter the sister. Then, as all older brothers may recall, came those daunting phrases. Look after your sister. It's not her fault. She's only young. (laughs) And when you go out, take your sister with you. So dutifully, he did. And on those very long walks he so much liked, I soon learnt to take much bigger strides in order to keep up with him. I also learnt how to work and detangle those very complicated stringed puppets for which he used in plays at local fates. Then there was all the music practice, which was a great help to me when I came to do my music O-level. However, not ever quite to his standards. Then at the age of 18, he left home and our paths went separate ways. He became husband, father, and nurse here in Surrey. And I moved west to Dorset. However, I often recall one particular story my mother told me about the misdemeanors of my brother as a small boy. One day, Having been sent upstairs to get ready for bed, things seemed unusually quiet. And upon investigation, it transpired that Alan had artistically decorated the sink and the taps with this newly brightly striped toothpaste (laughs) rather than clean his own teeth. However, this makes me recall that maybe When people remember Alan, his bright trail of love and devotion brings about that bright gleaming smile in others. Thank you.
2: the
0: So thank you, Pat, for your words. And thank you to the choir for that tribute. It's a beautiful tribute. How many years was Alan a member of the choir? I know he's a founding member, but I don't know if she... Sorry? Right, right. for a long time. I have a tribute here now from Esther Souter, Alan's daughter. And it's a tribute she's read, she wrote at least, um, for herself and Tim. And I'm going to read it on their behalf. It's simply titled, Tribute to Father. Alan was a committed and devoted father to Tim and myself. And from the moment, we were both born. We have so many well-kept memories that will forever remain in our hearts. Our dad was someone to look up to, someone to follow, someone to admire and to be proud of someone to rebel against, but with love. We will always remember that special smile, that caring heart and that warming embrace he always gave us and mum. It is difficult at best to write this and attempt to honour our father in words. It is never easy to capture someone in a moment like this to be able to reflect on our father's true essence and meaning in our lives. So instead of making an attempt with any more words, we would like to ask that each of us gathered here today sit in silence for a moment and remember something about our Father who touched each of our lives in so many ways. Thank you, Esther. Our last tribute is brought by Lynn Edge, who's bringing a tribute on behalf of Milford Baptist Church. Lynn, thank you.
3: Although I'm standing here at the front. I'm representing um, everybody from Milford Baptist Church, from um, Alan and Mary's church family. Um, I will begin to read. Alan was a well loved member of Milford Baptist Church along with Mary. His faith was strong. He knew his way round God's word, the Bible, and his prayers spoke volumes. Alan was an excellent listener. And his laugh was quiet, but infectious, pretty unique. Alan and Mary transferred their membership from Godalming Baptist Church several years ago, shortly after joining Godalming Community Gospel Choir, where he was a valued and talented singer. Several of the choir are here today, you've heard us sing. I've asked Alan's friends from the church, his church family, to tell me something Uh, that I can read out on their behalf. Our previous pastor, David Marson says, I remember Alan for his gentle manner, thoughtful words and kind actions. He almost always had something encouraging and supportive to say. I'm grateful for his example, the unassuming way he would serve in the life of the church, his heart for worship and his dedication to his family. Thank you God for the gift of Alan. Lorraine says, I sadly didn't get to know Alan very well, but I was always struck by his gentle demeanor and very apparent trust in the Lord. A true reflection of peace in the knowledge that God is in control whatever life throws at you. It's an attitude I strive to attain. John Kelland, who's at the back today, says, I remember Alan as someone who always had a kind word for me. Martin here on the the keyboard. He says, I always remember Alan as a very gentle and sincere person. He was always interested in what you were doing rather than telling you what he'd been doing. He had a great singing voice and an ear for a tune. I always enjoyed it when Alan was in the lineup as he could read music, sing very well in tune, and was especially good at learning new songs. Alan was also a great songwriter himself, and on one occasion he came to me with some rough notes of some melodies and words that he'd written and asked me to put them into a proper musical notation form. I had to tell Alan that whilst I can play the notes, I can't write them down. He looked slightly crestfallen, but I suggested someone who might be able to do the work for him. And sure enough, two weeks later, he came back and said in an uncharacteristically forthright tone for Alan, "Right, here's the music, here are the words, I'm singing this at church on Sunday as a solo. Let's practice it, we've got five days. (laughs) Alan, of course, sang it beautifully, and I just... Let him lead it, and I just filled in the musical interludes. At the conclusion, Alan said that he could feel the Holy Spirit, giving him vocal strength and power. And typically, like Alan, he made a point of thanking me for all I had done, which in truth was very little. But again, it shows how Alan always put others first, a true gentleman. Robin says... I often used to meet up with Alan and go for a walk and a coffee. We were both interested in poetry, and he, of course, used to write. He was a very quiet and gentle chap who, as a nurse, had dealt with mental health issues, a very interesting and important but hard-pressed part of the NHS, of course, though he never seemed to show any stress when we talked. showed any stress when we talked. I shall miss him. And Val, who's just sitting here, Alan was my prayer partner on the Sunday morning prayer team and was always sincere in his prayers, a man of such strong faith. He also came along a few times to Friendship Club to sing solos to them with his lovely voice, which they all loved. And finally, personally, I used to meet up... I used to meet up from time to time on Monday afternoons at prayer times at Brian and Liz's, where Alan and Mary also attended. Alan had just the right words when praying for someone or a situation. A very humble servant of God, a man of God, a child of God, now singing in his heavenly home.
0: So thank you, Lynn, and thank you, those who contributed to Lynn's Lynn's message there. Thank you. We're going to stand we're going to sing uh, once again uh, the song Beauty for Brokenness, Hope for Despair. I've got my notes in my copy anyway, Uh, a great favorite of Alan's. So let's uh, sing it accordingly. We'll stand to sing. seated and now Sue Arnold is going to come and uh, bring our reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Thank you, Sue.
4: if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels that do not have love I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my possess to the poor, and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. For now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these
0: is love. Thank you, Sue. This is the last scripture that Alan brings us today, and it's a wonderful scripture, isn't it? It's a passage from the Bible that's quite often read at weddings. Quite common, isn't it? It's is just as appropriate here. Absolutely, just as appropriate here. It's not just about, you know, celebration, joy at a wedding. It is very much about uh, the nature of love and how that uh, can color and shape our lives. As we look at this passage, we need to know also uh, about what sort of love we're talking about. In the English language, love is a sort of strange word because it can be used in all sorts of different contexts. And often we have to put other adjectives in front of it to really describe what we're talking about. But if you go back to the, uh, the Greek in which it's written, the ancient Greek, Uh, that the ancient Greeks had far more words for love, a lot of it which have come into the English language. Um, I mean, philia, P-H-I-L-I-A. We have a filial, filial love, brotherly, sisterly love. Uh, You get uh, things like um, sexual love, erotic love, eros, uh, another one. Uh, There's another Greek word for love called pragma, which is like a practical, faithful love, an enduring sort of love, a covenant love, I suppose. So it's important if we read this passage that we know what sort of love is being talked about, because it could mean many different things, and it's important we understand that. The word that is being used all through this is uh, the Greek word agape. Agape. You may well have heard this before, but it's a word that the early Christian writers used when they were referring to a selfless love, often when they were referring to a godly love, a divine love. It's often translated in the Old English uh, translations of the Bible as charity, which is a selfless act of kindness by one person towards another. But it is the word the Bible uses to describe that selfless, self-giving love of God towards mankind. And that's the love we're talking about here. It's a love that puts the interests of others first. The early church fathers described it as a selfless concern for the welfare of others that is not called forth by any lovableness in the person being loved, but is simply a choice made to love another soul in obedience to God's command, which is love one another. And I think in the testimonies and the tributes that have been brought so far today, we've heard of something of this love in Alan's life. A man who was humble, a man who didn't push himself up the front and and make a a big noise about anything, I don't think. But he continued to express something about love, that selfless love, in his conversations with others and in his care for others, obviously including very much his family. One of the most well-known verses in the Bible is John 3.16. 1 John 3 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So that's agape love, a selfless love, a concern for others. And it is certainly an expression that I have witnessed in Alan's life, and has certainly been testified to over our service. And this is the type of love that Paul invites us to enter into. Not just when we happen to be with families and friends or people we might like. Not just when we happen to be in church on a Sunday morning, because it seems maybe more fitting on a Sunday morning in church. But with the whole of our lives. A love that is patient. Think of Alan. A love that is kind. A love that doesn't envy, doesn't boast. Not proud. It's not self-seeking, it doesn't get angry, it doesn't get bitter. If a love that doesn't delight in what is wrong, in what is evil, but it rejoices in what is good and right with the truth. If a love always seeks to protect, always seeks to trust, to hope and to persevere. Certainly as I read those words, I see something about expressed in Alan. None of us express this divine love in a perfect way, but it's very clear Alan was expressing something of this in his love and his faith. A godly, selfish love that the Christian most deeply sees expressed to themselves, first and foremost, in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And having received that wonderful love and recognised that love in our very imperfect ways, we step into the world and seek to offer it to others. It's a love that the faithful follower of Christ seeks to aspire towards, expressing it, however imperfectly, in their own lives. So let me just think about that love, as I say, in the context of Alan's life. We come here this afternoon, yes, with our grief and our sorrow, but we also come with our gratitude, Gratitude for love that has been received. And we give thanks to God for that love expressed through Alan's life. Alan was obviously, again, many people have said this, a quiet man, quite a private man. But nevertheless, he was someone who sought to express something of this love of God that he'd known to those around him. Not just in words, we can all sometimes do that, but in what he did and how he behaved. And what he did, often well out of the limelight, not seen by others. I think it was expressed very beautifully in Esther and Tim's tribute that I read a little bit earlier. I'm just going to re-read one piece. Our dad was someone to look up to, someone to follow, someone to admire, to be proud of, someone to rebel against. But with love, we will always remember that special smile, that caring heart, that warm embrace that he gave us and Mum. Maybe you too can recall occasions where you can recollect being recipient of something of this love through Alan's life. Agape, a love that Alan, as a follower of Jesus, sought to express. A love that doesn't love others because they're worthy of such love, but they make the, their love makes them worthy, their love as were, lifts them up. If a love that doesn't love somebody because they're beautiful and easy to love. It loves them in order that they be made beautiful. It is a love that is more than a feeling. It's an act of will. It's a choice against ourselves in one sense, against our own self-interest, for the well-being of another. It's a love that is given freely with no strings attached. I hope you will agree that it is for such love as this that we can give God our sincere thanks this afternoon. Most of these things in this world are fleeting. They are transient. But as the Apostle Paul concludes in that reading, and it's a reading that's almost a song of praise to God's love, this wonderful love, he gives us a glimpse of what, where this path leads, this loving path, and the welcome awaiting us beyond the veil of our mortality. The last two verses of that passage. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. These three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of them is love. As this day we entrust Alan into God's good hands, might we not lose sight of the glory to which he has been called in Christ Jesus. At the end of our service, uh, the choir are going to come back and they're going to sing another song for us and it's called I Shall Wear a Crown. And it seems a very fitting tribute to Alan this afternoon. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you once again for Alan's life and we just pray thank you for the occasions where we've seen something of you through him. Lord, we thank you that we can leave him in your arms, as it were, in your embrace this day. And we know we leave him in the best place he can ever be. May he be recognising this wonderful love, more realised now, but as he sees you face to face. May he rejoice and sing with those heavenly angels that choir of heaven, and worship you in spirit, in truth, and in sight. Amen. That brings us to our closing song uh, this afternoon, a last song. And this actually is not Alan's choice. This is Mary's choice. And Mary felt it was fitting, and I think it is. And we're going to be singing it through twice. And it's literally called Faithful One, So Unchanging. We're going to stand once more to sing. Jesus said to his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Loving God, we long for peace, the peace to leave Alan with you, the peace to strengthen us for today and for tomorrow, peace with ourselves and with one another and with you. Deliver us from fear and doubt, Deliver us from despair and unbelief and bring us to the light of your holy presence. Grant us that peace which the world cannot give through Jesus Christ, your Son. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be among you all and remain with you for this day and always. Amen. Amen. Do be seated for a minute. (laughs) In a minute, we're going to have a closing tribute brought by the choir. And it's that uh, song I referred to, that lovely song, I Shall Wear a Crown. I think it's a very fitting tribute. So thank you once again to the choir for being here. And once that, that's finished, um, there are going to be light refreshments served in the hall. So if you want to stay and just share your memories with Alan and have a tea, coffee, and a bit of cake, please do take the time to do so. Thank you. The choir come back up.